Live from the slightly twisted deck bar, it's the Poogee Podcast with Justin Lamine. The Poogee Podcast is proudly sponsored by Cimarron Golf Club, located in Jacksonville, Florida, off County Road 210, just west of St. John's Parkway. What is going on, everyone? It is Thursday, June 25th, and it is lunchtime, so it's time for a sports update. I do have a great interview coming up for you in a little bit, but just do want to talk about this date in sports history briefly. Uh, back in 1997, Tim Duncan drafted first overall by the Spurs. Also, Blake Griffin drafted first overall by the L.A. Clippers a decade or so later. And then Carl Anthony Towns drafted first overall by the Minnesota Timberwolves. So some generational talent there in the NBA. And fun fact for you about Tim Duncan, two years on the exact date after he was drafted, the Spurs won their first championship in NBA. So a pretty cool fact there for you. But the NBA does a great job of gathering fans from all over the world, whether it's Argentina, Spain, France, and obviously here locally and uh, domestically in the United States, gaining fans day after day. A sport that maybe doesn't do the best job of that, I would say, is baseball. Baseball has a very diverse player group, but when it comes to fans, part of me feels like baseball loses more fans on average per year than they gain. And baseball just recently signed an agreement between the players and the owners to play 60 games this season and a shortened season, which we're glad that they did. I feel like that could have been detrimental to the sport had they not agreed to that. A reason why baseball doesn't do a good job of trying to go out and find new fans. Baseball does a good job of saying we have the fans we have, and we are going to put the best product on the field for those fans. Unlike the NFL and the NBA who are constantly trying to improve the product to try and gain more fans. This could have been detrimental to the sport of baseball because all of those diehard fans might not have been very happy with what baseball did, keeping the sport away from them this season had they not agreed to something. Now, what it means for minor league baseball, no one knows. Uh, it seems like they might have expanded rosters at the major league level, um, but, but we're looking forward to, to seeing what comes of this baseball season. Obviously, things took a very quick turn uh, based on last week's episode where it seemed like they were at a stalemate. Uh, so we do have the 60-game season, which I think baseball might actually find beneficial. I think they might see that viewership is up. Seeing that game one of a 60-game season means that much more for every single team. Uh, you have these teams like the Tigers, the Orioles, maybe even the Marlins, who don't necessarily have a chance after the All-Star break. But here you have a situation where for 60 games, anyone's in it. And a 10-game win streak means that much more than it did when there was 162 games. So I'm excited that baseball came to that agreement. Obviously, like all of you, I'm excited for sports to just be making its comeback anyway. And that was Let's Talk About It. So uh, please enjoy this interview and stick around for Poogee Parlay afterward. Again, it is Thursday, June 25th. We are here at String Sports Brewery, and they are bringing you this interview. So sit back and enjoy it and uh, stick around for Poogee Parlay. Thanks. Excited to have our next guest here. He is the Assistant Athletics Director of Hashtag Content at UCF and a Jacksonville native as well. I'm going to go into a few uh, cool stories about what he's done in his time at UCF uh, with the sports and athletics department. So uh, thanks for being here, Eric DeSalvo. Hey, Justin. Appreciate it, man. Good to be on. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I know uh, you just recently uh, started a family down in Orlando. How's everyone doing down there through these times? Yeah, we're, we're doing well. Uh, work from home life is uh, interesting, but uh, it's super enjoyable. Um, my wife, amazing she's an emergency medicine physician and she works up in uh up in the hospital up in lake county so um she's been going in here and there and and um all her colleagues and all all our medical professionals across the world man god bless them and um but it's allowed me to 
be home with her and with our 11 month old son, um, Sebastian. So it's been fun seeing him grow and being able to spend that quality time here. Whereas I would only be able to spend a, a couple hours a day if I was at the office, whereas I get to see them a lot more now and then seeing him grow in this stage is really neat. Yeah. And I, I imagine it is a little bit of a blessing in disguise being able to spend some more time with uh, your, your son. So uh, that, that has to be enjoyable, but um, I do, do just kind of want to go through uh, some of your background, um, what kind of got you into your current role, um, into that, that uh, I guess, passion for content, um, you know, social media driven uh, marketing, those kinds of things. Take me through that a little bit. Yeah, I th- it all started, I mean, I was obsessed with sports from the get-go. My dad was a sports editor for years before he switched into a different section of the newspaper, but thanks to him, like I was sports obsessed from a young age and always wanted to go into a a line of work in sports. And I thankfully found the athletics communications office at UCF when it was in junior year. So 2007 and um, got to start there the first year the stadium opened on campus and was handing out stats in the press box and just doing some pretty basic stuff in there, but making connections and turned it into a full-time internship the next year in that office and wanted to continue in that field. I knew that was a good way for me to be involved in sports. And so I found a graduate assistantship um, up at Northern Arizona in Flagstaff, which is just about 70 miles um, south, southeast from the Grand Canyon. So it all worked out. There were some Florida connections in that office, and my boss was awesome. And that's really where my passion for creating content and social media took off. Because when you work in Flagstaff, they don't have media outlets covering you. And so you're your own media and having that mindset, you're putting out videos. I was using one of those flip cams that we used back in the day and editing cross country highlights. I know those are exhilarating. And um, I worked with the track and field and cross country teams, which were actually the two best teams there because um, all these athletes wanted to train up at elevation. So it was really neat to understand that my passion lied in that area and so um, those two years they were incredible and I came back to Florida after I graduated back home and thankfully it all worked out to where I was able to get a full-time job a couple months later back at UCF Athletics in the Athletics Communications office that I had interned in and my sports there at that time were volleyball and baseball mainly and so but it was the same kind of mindset i I was responsible for creating all that content for those sports teams. And there wasn't a bunch of media coverage focused on those teams. So um, it allowed me to, to hone in my passion that I developed out in Flagstaff for photography and being able to shoot with teams, creating highlights. I did a coach's show for volleyball. Shout out to Todd Dagenet's still holding it down and winning championships at UCF. But man, we, we I would edit this on my, um, Mac and put in highlights of volleyball matches and stuff for 50 to 100 people. But man, I, I busted my butt for that. And, and, you know, it's obviously paid off. So, um, and then in 2013, when Vine was born, I started using that for baseball season, um, my second year with the team. And those sorts of things showed the, the people above that uh, I, I was passionate about this area. So, in 2013, Keel Blake, who had set up our social media department in 2012, he moved on. And um, Zach Lasser was our external AD at the time. And he reached out to me and said, hey, I think you'd be good for this role. 
to oversee the main athletics accounts social media wise you'd be moving into the marketing department and i think you could have a much better chance at elevating yourself within here um, if you take this position and i talked about it for a weekend and thought it over and and decided to make that switch and uh, the best time to ever make that switch when uh, Blake Bortles is leading your football team to the Fiesta Bowl and you're making all these marquee wins. So that year kind of elevated it all, went from a staff of basically me and some interns to thankfully now we've got two full-time graphic designers in our department, our hashtag content department. We've got myself, we've got assistant director of hashtag content, Courtney Peter, who's awesome, and then a great intern team who keeps a lot of our stuff fresh and relevant. So it's run the whole gamut of uh, starting with a one-person shop to, to growing that and, and having great leadership above to allow me to grow that too. Yeah, and that's that's got to be rewarding for you being able to start, like you mentioned, handing out stats to now overseeing the department at the school um, yeah. and what you went to. And, uh, you know, you even mentioned the department is titled hashtag content. So that's, you know, just how uh, focused it is on the social media uh, side of things as far as creating those different hashtags, you know, you see fast, you see fierce, things like that. And uh, just to kind of get the fans involved and, and give everyone something to rally behind. What has it been like? And I don't know if you have experience in this, you know, before social media really took off, but in, I guess in your opinion, building a brand via social media, like how much do you attribute social media to the brand that UCF has become uh, not only regionally within Florida, but I guess nationwide among college athletics? I think most of all, it's allowed us to showcase our student athletes and their accomplishments at a wider um on a larger scale and a more behind the scenes um, view as well, because, you know, early on we weren't getting that. You only saw what you saw on TV and in highlights and stuff like that. And so once social media channels started in um, having more video components to them, it lent itself to be able to show more of those behind the scenes thing. I mean, recording that coverage from when we were knocking off Penn state and I, I I took a raw video on a, a Canon Rebel um, camera of like us leaving the field and you could hear faintly in uh, uh, at Penn State and Happy Valley, just the UCF fans, UCF, UCF. And it was like, it's just goosebumps. And like to be able to get that on video and the guys celebrating and to put that, I remember I put it on Instagram after I got it and seeing all of our fans like celebrate it and everything like that you knew like more of that was going to create a deeper relationship between the fans and the teams and seeing that evolution to where I had a fan come and say, Hey man, my wife is a larger UCF fan than ever before because you guys are making these Netflix series. And it's like, that's the coolest thing ever is to hear compliments like that, that we're causing deeper um, fan connections with our teams. And so, um, seeing that evolution is just insane. And, and you mentioned Netflix there uh, towards the end. What have been some of the favorite projects, uh, maybe some of the favorite initiatives that you've gotten to work on in your time, kind of leading the department um, there at UCF? Yeah, um, you know, our video team is incredible. And um, Zach Peterson and Dalton Conrad really um, are the, the brains behind uh, Netflix and making that happen um, after each game. And so 
being able to hit send on those is my my favorite part. You know, you get the notification that the final version's ready for you to upload to the back end of all the social channels, and we like huddle around in the office and watch it together before we put it out. Um, it's, it's really cool. But I think some of those initiatives um, probably starts with bringing back the Citronaut as a as a faux back game we'd started in 2014 with baseball, if you recall. Um, we had these really cool, unique uniforms. Um, and Zach Lasseter, who was my previous boss, like he wanted to bring that Citronaut back. And so um, we did for baseball. And then in 2015, brought it back for men's and women's soccer. And then when we took it to the football level in 2018 and bringing it onto the uniform, um, that really took off, uh, pun intended. And so the Canaveral blue, that was Danny White just loves that color and being able to implement that um, into it in such a seamless way was super unique. And just seeing the way that something that is so um, true UCF to our core, we're a space school, we were founded for the space industry and seeing us be able to tap into those roots and make something that is really cool and also educational at the same time. Those are my favorite projects because it involves all the people from our staff, video, communications, marketing, tickets, everybody's involved in that. And seeing, seeing like you're seeing behind you, the space game from 2019 where we wore those um, custom ones paying homage to the Apollo, the 50th anniversary of landing on the moon and being able to like storyboard those themes. Like this is stuff that I never dreamed of happening as a UCF grad. And, you know, we had some pretty drab uniforms back in the day for us to be doing this right now is like, wow, you just take a step back and you think of what we've been able to accomplish and, and seeing that because of those projects, like the way that that's helped the brand evolve into who we really are. We're a young school, man. We're like, what, 56 years old as a university? We're babies. We've been playing D1 since 96. Like, And to have that success and to be able to have that brand and all about capitalizing on the success, that's really what it's about. These student athletes and coaches, they put the game plan together and they execute on the fields. And then it's up to us to execute on social and marketing and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's awesome. You can tell I'm passionate about the job. <laughs> yeah. And you, you guys have really done a good job. Like you mentioned, capitalizing on that. And I think, uh, you know, it kind of speaks for itself when you see those statistics come out quarterly and um, throughout the year on social media, talking about impact and, um, you know, eyes seeing the content and UCF is always up there in the top 25 with a lot of those other programs as far as uh, fan engagement goes. So it's been great. And I think one of the other cool things about that uh, Citronaut tie in and kind of tapping into the roots has been it's kind of brought generations together as far as UCF fans have gone. And um, my dad, when he was uh, starting at UCF, uh, it was FTU and uh, finished when it was UCF. And it's been a really cool experience for him to kind of walk me through what the university was back in the 70s and getting that Citronaut logo back on the uniform and giving it exposure, I think really kind of brings back uh, the generations from the 70s and, and kind of ties that in with the modern uh, you know, social media craze um, of the content. So it's been a really cool, um, you know, experience from a fan's point of view, being able to watch that evolution of uh, of the brand and, and see what it's become. And you mentioned the space game. I mean, I know you po posted a little bit of a teaser a while ago. Uh, yeah. Any any insight or any little tidbits of anything that might be in store for this season space game? Oh, uh, man. The look we're going to have is uh, 
I, I would like to say it's just a badass look. It's yeah. um, what we were able to come up with. Uh, our design team, um, Saeed Apozar and uh, Emma Schneider, those two combined and kind of blew us away with a presentation um, of a bunch of different options. And so what we settled on, I, I know our fans are, are going to, to appreciate a different look. From, from we're all back. we're all definitely uh, definitely very excited. One to get back to sports, and two to definitely get back to uh, UCF athletics. And uh, you know, unfortunately, the the spring sports got cut a little bit, and baseball was off to a hot start. So um, unfortunate there. But uh, when all this does pass, we know that you guys are going to have a lot of great things in store. And uh, you know, we're we're looking forward to that uh, that football season coming, uh, that home opener against UNC. So we're definitely excited. Yeah, man, we can't wait. This is a bummer to see. It ends so short for so many of our sports that were just crushing both tennises. You knew rowing, rowing was going to win another title. Softball, baseball were in line to even be hosts right now with the way their RPI was going and who they were knocking off. So um, you feel for those student athletes and those staffs and all those people who put in so many hours, you know, for that season. But just knowing that they'll come back stronger. The resiliency of a UCF night is incredible. We've seen it on display across all of our sports. So um, I expect them to, to come back uh, better and stronger for, for this situation. And correct me if I'm wrong, but speaking on the success of the athletics, um, I think I saw either the UCF Knights Twitter post. Um, I don't know where it was, but uh, talking about how our, our athletics, I guess, programs have been above 500 the past two years across all sports that are recognized yeah it was actually actually solidified to three years now the only school in the country where all of our head-to-head sports have finished with an above 500 record so um incredible it uh, two years ago we were one of four programs and then last year we were the only program to do it in back-to-back years and then this year we did it again so we're only program to do it three straight years so um just goes to show that um down years aren't really down years right like it's yep. uh it's impressive what all of our teams do as as a whole and um you know football leads the charge um but the way our other programs continue to rack up conference championships and as well as just doing so well in the classroom and in the community that makes you extremely proud as an alum and fan of a program is to see it be a complete program and have complete success on and off the field and Danny White has definitely, uh, I guess, solidified that statement across the past few years of building a top 25, not only football program, but athletics program. And he's certainly kind of done that over these past three years. Like you mentioned, three straight years, all head-to-head sports, over 500 uh, record, uh, only school to do that. So that's awesome. But Eric, I appreciate you being here and uh, always good catching up with you. Uh, I definitely look forward to seeing you down in Orlando at some games this year and maybe even on the road at a few games. All right. You got it, Justin. Hope that's the case, man. All right. Sounds good. Have a good one. You too. So again, thank you to String Sports Brewery in North Jacksonville for bringing us that interview. And damn, they have a good ass chicken sandwich. You heard it here. The locals love it. They have a good ass chicken sandwich. But uh, time for Poojie Parlay presented by Shores Pub Mandarin. We are in the middle of round one of the uh, TPC River Highlands Travelers Championship. And we got some low, 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 low scores today. Mackenzie Hughes, the Canadian, shooting 10 under, finished the day with a round of 60. So one stroke 
shy of tying a 59 uh, record there. Rory McIlroy, uh, another big name on the leaderboard. So excited to see him uh, get it up there as well, tied for or in second, sole possession of second. Phil Mickelson, uh, love seeing him compete at this high level, six under right now. Sergio Garcia, another veteran on the tour. Bryson DeChambeau, not surprised to see him up there. So already on Thursday, halfway through round one, we're looking at a nice weekend ahead for some competitive golf. Uh, also this weekend, we do have two races, count it, two races at Pocono with the Organics 325 and the Pocono 350 on Sunday. So looking forward to getting you those Pucci Parlay NASCAR picks here in the next few days. So be on the lookout for that probably tomorrow. Also right now we do have some EPL going on. So part of the reason I like getting into EPL is it gives us some sports to watch and concern ourselves with in the afternoon. We got Burnley and Watford on right now. I believe that's tied 0-0 at the half. We also have Arsenal and Southampton playing. Arsenal's winning that one, one to zero, and then Man City versus Chelsea at 315. So again, trying to work on my soccer betting to bring you those picks as I move forward. But for now, uh, take take the uh, the picks for NASCAR and golf and win some money, of course. So that was Pooji Parlay picks presented by Shores Pub Mandarin. Hope you guys are having a great week and only one day from the weekend, and you guys all enjoy a fantastic weekend. And uh, be on the lookout on the Instagram, the Pooji Podcast for some very good sports betting videos and clips from all of the interviews we have. So until next time, take care. Be sure to follow our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast streaming services, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel to check out unique video elements for each interview.